You're listening to Brock and Salk. Powered through the Alaska Airlines Studio. On Seattle's Sports Station. All right, this is why we come down to the VMAC every day after the Seahawks play. It's to talk to Coach Carroll, and he joins us right now for the Pete Carroll Show. I'm joining Carroll Show. The first word from the Seahawks head coach every Monday at 930 with Brock and Sog. Brought to you by Pizza Hut on Seattle Sports Station. Hi, Coach. Hey, what's up? Congratulations. You're 1-0. Good morning. Yeah, we are. It was a championship opportunity yesterday. Wasn't it? Wasn't it seemed it? like a pretty good opportunity. What, was a, it? Hey, what a stadium. Come on. Was it an emotional day? Yeah. yeah everything was was uh, was really at, at the end of the spectrum, kind of. You know, it was really exciting. It was a thrill to, to be in that moment, you know, and to have that opportunity. You know, the more we looked at the, that matchup, you know, it just looked like it was such a great opportunity to go get something done, and we did. Uh, but... Let's just start off. The stadium was nuts. They were so good and such a big factor. And and we're just as much a part of playing that game as the players were yesterday. Look at that, five or six penalties at the line of scrimmage and delay of games, and they're late in the huddle the whole game. You know, They, they had a ton of plays where they, the clock was just winding down and all that, so they're struggling with that. And that was all because of the crowd. And I don't know that we'd ever – you know, found that unbelievable juice to finish those couple of drives on their own defense. I mean, that they're they're in there, you know, coming off the ball right with us. I thought great. you were going to go help. It, it seemed like you were halfway oh, to the end zone I on one of them. You need a penalty. I was going out there. And I was Are we going to need a get back guy for you? I have a get back guy. Okay. I left him in the dust. <laughs> <laughs> You're showing off the wheels hey, in that yeah, moment. That anyway, that was really really fun and. Uh, you know, after all of the the talk and all the buildup, and people just had they did we've been doubted the whole year, you know, and uh, we didn't have a chance and all that, and and so, you know, they weren't right, <laughs> you know, so we we get to feel that a little bit, and not not that that was a fuel for us, but but after the fact, you can tell, you know, and even listening to the guys talking about the game, you know, you can hear them, everybody's kind of covering their covering for themselves a little bit, you know, because they all thought it wasn't going to go that way, so it was a big night. How engaged, Pete, were you in the pregame preparations? Salk and I just got done talking about, man, I thought it was done beautifully. It was classy. It was tasteful. But you know what? The greats were there, and Richard was there, and Cliff was there, and the video of showing those guys was there. And then there's the guy in the orange and blue to just make sure that the 68,000 could feed into their emotions just a little bit. Were, Were you engaged in that preparation leading up to kickoff, too? Uh, yes, and, and seeing those guys, it, it you know it was obvious how much they wanted to win the game, and it, they were we were representing them with everything we were doing, and we were playing for them as much. We showed uh, even the night before the game, we showed some you know about running and hitting, and you know guys making big plays, and I showed guys from the past to, to connect, just to make the connection again that you know we're all part of something that's bigger than us, and and uh, I felt Doug and Sherm and and Marshawn and. Uh, Sidney Rice and uh, Thurman was there. So many guys were there all over the place. Yeah, everybody was all over the place. And uh, KJ pulling the flag was he was pulling the flag for everybody, you know. And it was that was a, that was one of my favorite flag pullings right there uh, because he just so directly connected to the past. And and uh, those guys still really care. They really care. They love their time here, and they they. <laughs> And they were showing it last night. KJ was good. We're gonna. He's now doing something with us every Wednesday. We'll oh, have great. KJ on for an hour. He was already awesome last week. Yeah. 
I still think Lawyer Malloy was the best all time. <laughs> Nobody fires up a crowd quite like Lawyer. Yeah, I, I don't remember that one. I'm sorry. Oh. I, I didn't always. I didn't always pay attention. I was really paying attention to last night to check him out. How much was your defensive game plan last night tailored towards Russ versus just sort of doing what you guys do? I mean, you know him pretty well. Yeah, really. The we really were focused in on on Russ's play uh with our pass rush and and that's really the way to play him you, you you can move him and you can make him go i think he moved 10 times and he completed two passes on the times we moved him out of the pocket and moved moved him around like we, we were trying to it's really hard it's, it's a hard dynamic to, to so many factors in there but we're trying to push him in directions and and when that, you do it's that, hard for me to hear I, when i think of russell wilson i think one of the great passers on the run and you're saying the key is to get him to run a little yeah, bit. Yeah, well, he moves. He moves to his left. It's it's hard for him, you know, in, in numbers wise and all that. So we we just we were able to do some stuff, and and uh, it wasn't perfect at all, but it was but it was effective, and we felt like we were controlling it, and and so uh, it wasn't always just getting clean to get the sack. It was to try and, and make him go where we want him to go, and and guys did a good job. We could do better. Uh, I, I'd like another shot at that that game plan, you know, to see if we could just just clean it up. But um, it was a really really good job. By uh, by Clint and his, and his guys, and, uh, and just a thrilling effort by the guys too to, to do what they did down by the in the red zone and down by the goal line. It was incredible. Pete, one of the elements that KJ brought to our attention when he joined us Wednesday is something we've heard a bunch, and that is that the vibe is different down there. That the building's just different. That there's youthful exuberance. That there's a lot of young people. That you know, there's just new faces and new voices. We felt that all through the preseason and training camp and everything else. But this was their first regular season. This was prime time. This was Monday night. Could you feel the new pieces, the new faces, some of that just youthful exuberance leading into it? Um, yes, and, but but more than that, it was the unveiling of these guys and, and of their heart. That that's what was really exciting to see, and it, and it couldn't show it better than in special teams. Those guys were just ridiculously on fire, going for it, and you know to compare our efforts in that game, it was a, a really a masterful job of putting the guys in the right position and the right guys in the right places. It didn't look like that in preseason. We were trying guys out, uh, but the, the the leadership from uh, from. Nick and, and what DJ Dallas DJ could have had a monster game. He missed his chance at the block. It was perfectly executed, um, but there was just so much energy and juice about that. That just feeds all of it, and that's 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 who we are. You've seen that for years, and it, and it hasn't always been as good as that. That's what it needs to be. That's that's the standard, and so uh, I was I was really had a blast watching. We, we usually save this for later in the interview, but since you brought up DJ Dallas and the special teams, yeah. why, why don't I yeah. play this for you right now, and you can take a look. I think I think you'll like this. More do we have? Uh, do we have DJ Dallas's big hit? Here's Myers on to kick it away. Washington in the north end zone. This is going to be a little short. High end over end. Washington at the 5, 10, 15, straight up. Oh, look out. Wake up. DJ Dallas. Somebody get the license number of that bus that just hit Montreal, Washington. I mean, he just drilled him, and he's still celebrating in the end zone. Is DJ Dallas, and now it's the defense's turn. Brock called that complimentary football. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, it, the, I don't know if we hit all of our goals. We, we have a, a list of 12 that we go for, but we're really close. Uh, no penalties was great in special teams, but the big hits in the coverage. We finally got a chance to cover a punt, and the guys splatter them down there, you know, backed up, and, and they're diving and clawing and scratching to get on the hit, you know, to get their points and all. Um, you know, something else, also, we kicked uh, the ball deep one time when you can watch our guys race. They race to see who's the first guy to the goal line, you know, and, and it's a. Uh, it's, it was a magnificent effort by three different guys who were out there. Who won? And, and, and uh, Joey, uh, Joey Blunt won barely. He barely beat a couple guys. But uh, it's, Undrafted it's rookies got to win that one. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah, like, yeah. if you're an undrafted rookie playing in your first game, you got to go win yeah, that. Yeah, you'd hope so. You'd hope so. You walked into the room talking about the 68,000 and the impact they made. We have spent two hours, two, two and a half hours talking about that. But I'm just curious, Pete, because as a player, I remember those venues and those buildings, what communication was like. <laughs> Does that affect coaches' communication? You all have the headsets, right? Does it affect coaches' communication on the sidelines to the booth? Does it actually impact the coaching of a game on the other side too? Yeah, yeah, it does. It, matter of fact, there was a couple times last night I'm yelling for Tater and I, I can't hear him. You know, I can't hear what he's saying. You know, you know, he kind of yell at me. You know, I can't hear you. You know, and which is great. You know, and it's it's, it's just adds to the. Uh, you know the the anxiety of the moments and stuff like that. I mean, just there's a big build, and it was really it was really obvious. It was clearly clearly what we know it to be. Were you surprised that they opted to go for a field goal in that spot? Yeah, matter of fact, it was. Yeah, we I, we were preparing for fourth down the whole way. We thought for sure, you know I didn't even think that was an opportunity to kick a field goal. So um, um, you know I'm sure you know there's lots of reasons to, to think that one over and rethink it. Um, but it was a chance to win a game. The guy kicked the ball far enough, you know, and and. Uh, um, I tried to call timeout early enough where he wouldn't get the, the early kick, but he kicked it anyway, you know, and, and missed it. And I, so you think, oh man, that was the miss, you know. <laughs> but then, uh, of course, I went right to, oh, that, that doesn't mean he can't miss it again. You know, I'm going. Mr. You're a very positive, positive guy. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, have yeah. you ever, Pete? I've not been around the game uh, that long. You, you've got a lot of wealth of experience. I have never what, in what, my. What are you saying there? What are I you have, saying? Well, and you may have a birthday coming up or something. So happy early birthday or whatever, or belated birthday. I know it's uh, right around this window. I have never in my life, ever, 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 ever heard a coach or a player say, yeah, our target point was 46 left hash for a 64 yard field goal. Have you ever in any game that you've ever coached, ever managed, ever been around that the that's target never, line never, is 40, the 46 no, for a 64 that, yard field goal? That's never been said before. I would, I would go on and I'd bet a lot of money. That's never been said before, but whatever, you know, that maybe that's, that's the way they, they saw it. So one thing that we're going to experience, I think in, in football right now in the never, NFL, never, 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 never. That's how many <laughs> nevers Brock has, has, has been around for. It seems like this, this generation of dual threat quarterbacks that, that came around in the last five, 10 years or whatever it's been is going to now start to hit their thirties. And at some point their legs are not going to be as productive for them as they were when they were younger. How will they age? As a group, I mean, you know, how how are how are they going to adapt uh, to a new reality where some of the elements that made them great aren't going to be there for them anymore? Yeah, you know, it, it, it makes me think of Fran Tarkington. Um, he was one of the original real scramblers, you know, and and. Uh, 
late in his career, he still moved. You know, he still could duck and dodge. He didn't do the incredible one sideline to the other and all those kinds of things, but he still could move. And the instincts don't go away. Um, but it is, it's certainly something to deal with. And uh, I know I, I talked to Russ a couple of years ago that, you know, got to get ready for the later years, you know, and, and, you know, develop our game more, you know, so that you could be ready for the times when you don't have that, that decision. That choice that, that pops in these guys' heads so instinctively, um, it takes some take some hits before they're going to realize that you know because um you, that's just the way they play since they're little kids you know so they played 30 years like that and then you're gonna expect them to change you know it's hard to do that later years but uh but it's the real way to, to compete though i think i still think that that you got to develop your ability to get the ball out so that you don't have to rely on that and and uh i thought let's go to the other side of it gino did a marvelous job of moving last night gosh he right off the bat scores with with this and he he hits marquise on the sidelines on another one Plus his runs, he ran the ball really, really effectively, which made him a, a different threat. We ran a nice draw with him. We ran a little sweep with him, you know, to, to to utilize it as well. But all of that fit together to make it. A, it's difficult to play a quarterback that has other dimensions than just sitting in the pocket, you know. And and he he did a little better than I thought he would do on, on his runs. He took off and was looking for it, so it was pretty exciting. As you know, Brock was a great scrambling quarterback I'm, I'm sure. in his day. I mean, he he really mm-hmm. could run. But for those of us like me who never were blessed with that kind of speed. Uh, or the ability to throw the ball, or many other things that would have made me a quarterback. What is the difference between stepping up in the pocket versus being flush to the side in the pocket? I mean, I know what it looks like from my perspective, but what do you teach? What What is more effective? What What are you hoping for? Well, uh, matter of fact, it's a good point. The The two sacks that we took in the game were both plays when Gino could have stepped up into the pocket, and, and Charles Block on the, on the edge would have been adequate. And... Uh, and there, usually you, know, you have to look at the whole thing. He was a tackle pressing, uh, the defensive tackle up inside where he didn't have the, the space to do that. But we need to work together with that. Um, to answer the question, uh, you know, it just depends. It, it, we always want to step underneath the the the. Uh, the edge rushers and to keep them from from being a factor and give the the tackles the benefit of that angle because they get knocked back some and we can really help them we didn't a couple times but we did other times Gino did a great job at other times so we just missed a couple ops it was late in the game when that happened but uh you know it, it just depends is it harder like, to do is it harder to step up does it take more Brock mentioned no. earlier that it takes some bravery to step well, yeah, up into you're the stepping in closer to the you know the, the fire and all that but um it's part of the game you, know, you have to move one of the best guys of all time is Brady Brady's a phenomenal guy at the subtle movements to keep himself clean and to give himself his windows um, and different guys have different you know different sense uh sometimes when it was the as the side of the rush collapses like an end comes up and under you know guys just move and that you know you see Russ do that all the time he moves to his left and that's you know that's an asset in some regards that you avoid the rush but it's also puts you in some difficult situations too so um I, I don't it's not hard it's just the way the game works the guys that don't have the awareness aren't very good <laughs> you know <laughs> and the better awareness that you have to take advantage of whatever they give you because it's so random um you know you need to be able to call on it and that's that's the best guys have the best sense for it uh, josh allen is like in mahomes those two guys are just and the, the kid at it's at, uh, at the Chargers. They're just showing this marvelous, yeah. the marvelous ability to find another opportunity to make a play happen, you know, and, and uh, Gino did it last night. We were really proud of him. You know, Pete, you talked about the difference of some of the preseason and the evaluation and all the different, you know, information you had to learn on guys as you put this roster together. Tackling was a challenge in the preseason. How did you feel tackling was last night? 
Well, we we went up against probably the, the top guy at making you making you feel the, the hit when he runs the football. You know, Javante's a heck of a football player. Uh, we we were um, we weren't at our best. We tried to be in single digits on on, on missed tackles. We were a little bit above that, um, but he forced the issue a little bit. So our tackling was okay in general. Uh, we needed to tackle him more effectively and. Uh, um, so we're still working on it, but uh, most of the tackles that were missed were bu- a bunch of young guys in preseason. Who stood out yesterday? Um, I thought a lot of guys stood out. I, I, I really like Colby Parkinson's couple plays. You know, Colby's going to be a real threat. Uh, he's, he's, he has just grown into a, a really physical kid. I, I was excited about him. Uh, I thought uh, DK made a couple great catches last night and really contested balls with a great cover guy on him and a great throw, and it took a great catch, and he was strong as, as could be. Um, uh, Abe Lucas, I thought, had a complete game at, at right tackle, did a beautiful job there. Oh, Chenna, uh, Nuasu, did it. that was a fantastic football game for him. It would be huge plays. And, and uh, Mikey Jackson came through, made his plays again. Tariq did his thing on the edge, you know. He he's covered everybody deep. Now we just got to keep him from from you know jostling and all that because he's going to be there. You, if you watch him carefully, for the fans that, that appreciate him, he's so fast that you can see it happen in all kinds of different situations on the field. He's fun to watch. Whether he's holding up the gunner on the on the punt team, he's so fast he can just kind of run in front of these guys and stay on them. It's it's really amazing. We've never seen anybody that fast, and and uh, he really uses it well. Um, I thought uh, it was great to see Rashad Penny run again like we, we remembered him last year. We just didn't get it to him enough. You know, he got 12 carries, averaged five yards. He's averaging five yards a carry for his career, so no, no surprise there. But he looked really special again getting out. Uh, three or four more carries, he, he'd have gone the distance. You know, this is what it felt like. Um, he lost a, I think he lost a run on a holding penalty one mm-hmm. time for his yards. But, but looked looked really explosive. Kenny Walker's going to be out there this week uh, for us to add to that. Um, but anyway, so I mean, I could go on. I, I love the play of so many guys last night. Um, it was really, it was really a fun night. I know Salk will hit on some of those injuries and, and any uh, updates in that way. And I don't mean to do this in any way to, I mean, Nathaniel Hackett and the decision-making and all of that's going to be big national news. But I do want to dig into, because I'm curious, Pete, do you remember your first game as a head coach? Yeah. I sure do. What was it? Yeah, we we were playing in uh, right in the middle of the K gun and all their their. You're their with the stuff. Jets, right? I was with the Jets. Yeah, an opening game there, and uh, the, I think that was the first. The night before the game was the first time I really took a chance. My first, first game ever, and I can't remember who the comedian was, but I showed a, a comedy skit, you know, at, at the night before the game meeting, and the guys were laughing, having fun, and all that. Like, you know, and, this is 1990. Whatever that was, I don't even know what year it was, but uh, <laughs> I just remember. I mean, that's how far out I was even then to, to have fun, getting prepared, and we go and we into in there and we beat those guys. They have a chance to score. They're down on the four yard line or something like that, to, and we we stopped them or did something. We think we went like 23 to 17 or something like that. A huge win in the day for for the jets to go on the road and beat buffalo that was right in the middle of all their stuff you know mm-hmm. early in, the, in their their run um that was the first game who's your but, quarterback matter of fact i'll tell you one more story that was after the game i went out gloatingly walked on the back onto the field <laughs> and uh and looked back and I, and I remember seeing that the uh their their building the, the facility at the end of the stadium and they had the 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 uh the pennant dates, you know, that when they had won division championships. And I remembered that I had the thought at that time that it ain't about just, just winning, you know, being a championship team. It's how long can you win? How long can you sustain it? And it, it gave me the whole thought about, you know, winning forever was the kind of the, what came out of that thing. And, and, uh, 
Uh, it was a moment in recognition of the, the continued success that Marlevia had and, and that team and Kelly and all those guys. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and we knocked him off in the first game. Well, that was, that was, the, that was probably the highest moment <laughs> of the rest of the year. Went down the <laughs> I got fired. Who was, who was the quarterback? Um, Jim Kelly. No, for you. Oh, uh, um, Boomer. Boomer Siason. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, we had, we had gone back to some throwbacks. We had Boomer and and, and Ronnie and uh, Leonard Marshall and uh, and some. We had some little guys that were playing for us, but uh, we we did, couldn't hold it. Yeah, and I and I guess I asked that just because you you know for Nathaniel Hackett, he's never been in that position, never made those decisions, and there's right. nothing you can do certainly to simulate sixty eight thousand the noise that moment, all of the decision, all the inputs, Pete, that go into your headset, that go into your mind over the course of the game. <clears throat> Is there ever any substitute for experience, truly? No, I, I had it wrong about the Buffalo game. We went for it on fourth down, down in the, and scored. That, that it was it was one of those times. You know, you, you, I lucked out. <laughs> we we should have kicked field goal probably, but um, no, no. There's there's so many factors in this job that it's why I'm always just marvel at the young guys that do do so well so early because there's so much that goes on there's so many things that go into all of the choices and that is not the obvious choice whether you go for it or not it's a choice whether you play the kid whether you don't how do you play him how do you know how, the game plans there's so many millions of choices that that coaches have and and uh you know now for me the, whatever it is it's 20 something years of being a head coach you know it's it's those decisions seem like normal stuff, you know. And yeah, you're right. That decision right there, and you could see him making his calls at the end, calling the timeouts. I've done that lots of times too, just being stubborn about letting the game end. Um, I, I, but you know, it didn't work out the way they wanted it to. So it was, it was, it was difficult. It's a tough start. Uh, some real quick injury updates. Jamal. Yeah, he's hurt. Yeah, he he, he hurt his his. Uh, his knee and, and he's going to have to get some some work on that i don't know the extent of it yet but i know it's serious and it, it just breaks your heart he loves the game so much we're going to miss him so much the, the fact that he is such a heartthrob about the game of football you know he loves playing and it's just it's just he can't he can't deal with it right now about you know how could this keep happening mm-hmm. and so um it was good he has mom dad in the, in the locker room um really during the game, you know, when he was in there and, and to, to kind of help him through it and all that. But it's really tough. And so uh, I hope everybody sends the love to him. Cody Barton okay? Yeah, he's yeah he's fine. He's fine. Uh, we came out okay. Um, for the most part, guys that missed a little bit here and there came back and played. And so Jamal was the, the one significant injury. I know you said last night that there was no validation or vindication or anything, you know, beating Russell Wilson specifically in this game. And I, I, I that makes sense to me. I understand that. At the same time, you guys are so inextricable. You're so linked. You, you, you're, you're, you're for the last decade together. Constant communication, everything that goes into it. It's still. It has to be an important day in your life to 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 after everything that happened this off season to win that game. Yeah, I. I that's not validation to me. That's that's. I just didn't take that word. All right. You're, you're right about everything you just said. What is the word? Uh, well, it's it, that didn't. I didn't need the validation. I just mm-hmm. wanted it. I just wanted to win. You know, I wanted to win for every, all of the reasons that, that, that come along with this one. Uh, maybe as much as anything is representing the guys that have played before. It meant a lot to those guys. And uh, um, I was so thrilled to, to be able to hug those guys up and see them and look them in the eye. And, Why did and, it mean and, so and much show. to them? Yeah, you figure that out. They, they, um, but it was really meaningful, and they really wanted it. And uh, I knew we were playing for a lot more than – just the regular stuff, and, and uh, you know, we have a um, we we have a real 
connection with our, with the history of and the legend. I don't. Do we have a legends a, a legends group that those guys would fit into? Yeah, that, that they all belong in it. You know, and and uh, they feel it and they love the fact that they played here and they love. Seeing us do well, and in and, and this night, they they realized what you know there was a, a big opportunity, and and they uh, and a big statement to be made. You know, um, you know the game isn't about an individual player here or there; it's about team. This is the ultimate team sport for, and it's been stated so many times before. It takes everybody, and and uh, sometimes when so much focus goes, you know, it, it just you know it just rub guys wrong, I guess, or whatever. But uh, um, I'm thrilled that, that we won that game it was it, it it was yeah it was significant for a lot of reasons beyond just it's, it's the first game of the year and all that uh, but but the fact that it was it was monday night <laughs> oh well man it couldn't be better you know so um uh just really rewarding and, and on we go coach thank you that's the first pete carroll show the year first one we've done in person and Three years. It was nice to see great, you and, and to, to be together. down here. I'm glad we're doing this. Rock, great to have you back. Man. Can I can, hold on? Can I just sneak one more thing? I know we're late. Okay, and this goes way too fast. I what gotta just. Heck? I gotta okay. sneak one more in. It's not a question, but you 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 bounced into that presser and you talked about Gino and Gino was amazing. I don't know if you heard Gino after the game. Did you hear Gino with Lisa yeah. Salters after the game? I did. I loved this. It. I loved his line. Well, here it is. Here it is. Fire it more. They wrote me off. I ain't right back though. That's the problem. I'm right back. Let's go. Congratulations, Gino. What a great line. You ever heard that? No, I haven't. And I don't know where that came from, but it was a, it was perfectly in the moment. And uh, uh, we should remember that one. You got San Francisco next week. We might maybe hear a little rap song about that one. Now. We, we can oh. get a little something out of that one. Wow. Are, are you, will you be doing the rapping? No, I probably won't. Not. Is there somebody around here? Maybe Dave gotta, Pearson gotta, could do some of the rapping. Like There's a lot of options. Pass it along. Coach, thank you. We'll talk next week yeah, after you go. guys get back from San Francisco. The Seahawks are 1-0. and We'll be back tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. Brock the Hay. Oh, it's in the barn barn. <laughs> See you everybody. Way you go, 12s. See you.